0: I'm going off script this morning. <laughs> I know, right? Because my wife isn't here. There are no notes. I can't find the notes from Jim. Ha <laughs> ha. Chaos reigns. I mean, um... yes, it was. Uh... <laughs> No. But seriously, it's good to see you all here. Uh, obviously, we have uh, a few people missing because of travel. My wife and daughter uh, being among them, Jim and Debbie. So keep them in your prayers and any others that you may know that are off traveling uh, to different spots. I think Jim and Debbie are going to Las Vegas. So, yep, yep. So they're... they're well, if they come back with nicer clothes, we, we know what happened there. <laughs> no. But seriously... Um, we're glad that you're all here, uh, and thank you for just worshiping with us as a family together. So this Saturday, men, is the first Saturday of October, and therefore bacon will be had. It will be had. Yeah, I know, but it's because it's good. Not that the other food isn't good, because it is. It really is. We have excellent food, but bacon. I always, one of the things that I joke about, I was like, listen, people are like, oh, you know, I'm not so sure about, I was like, no, bacon tastes good on tailpipe. It goes with everything. I don't care what you're eating. (laughs) So, men, 7th, October 7th, this Saturday at 9 a.m., be there or be baconless. Um, <laughs> and the other good food that'll be there. Um, <laughs> okay, what's next on the agenda? Because I have no idea what's next on the agenda. Pastor Appreciation Month. Pastor Appreciation Month. Our, I'm assuming our computer's on the fritz again. Yeah, our, our computer's getting really hot, um, and I only assume that that is, I don't know, it's trying to emulate hell within itself. I don't know, um, <laughs> but but seriously, um, pastor appreciation month. It's a little awkward for me to be saying, "Hey, celebrate me." But no, seriously, we have a, a a wonderful group of pastors who come here every week. A different one that preaches to you guys every week. This week we have Tyler. in uh, uh, Three weeks, four weeks. I forget when Judy Judy's preaching, but Judy's preaching this. The, the 29th, Judy's preaching the 29th, ninth uh, because I can't keep schedules, um, and Paul, Paul is next week, um, so Paul next week is who we are celebrating, we're, we're sort of taking this first, because we, it's a five Sunday month, so Tyler will be here again the 22nd, um, and we will appreciate him then, not that we don't appreciate him now, but we'll especially appreciate him then, there we go, yep, um, for for now um so paul then me then and this is the weeks that we'll be preaching each week too, so um you get a double dose of Tyler this week or this month um <laughs> um and yeah, so you know not not for nothing, but um we have a wonderful group of pastors that come and preach every week, and we are blessed we are truly i don't I want you guys to understand how blessed we are, and I don't think I can do it up here. Most churches that don't have a lead pastor or are waiting this long for a lead pastor, number one, don't grow because we've grown, and number two, don't have a number of pastors that come in every week and preach because <laughs> I had to take a month off, and it was rough. Man, if I had to preach every week, <laughs> I would be a raving lunatic, Um So, yeah. So, pastor appreciation. Next slide. Ah, mac and cheese cook-off, October 21st. Now, many of you have heard about this. Some of you may have heard about it from Facebook this week. An unauthorized video, someone abusing his powers to Facebook. Warren, please come up here. Come on, Warren. No, I don't want the video. They don't need to see it again. <laughs> OK, good, good, good. Now, Warren, you made some pretty hefty remarks in that video. I want you to say it to their faces. <laughs> to their faces. No, no, you can't hide behind a screen this time. To their faces. What do you have to say for yourself?
1: Listen. It was really good. My friend Rob absolutely loved it. And I did not make it. I discovered while eating it that um, I normally used one kind of cheese. And this time I used a different kind of cheese. And oh my lanta. It was like my girl's. Teenagers, you know teenagers, you can't trust them. They have no opinion, it doesn't matter. They didn't, they weren't as excited and as overjoyed as I thought they would be. But then my boss had it the next day, the next day, people, the next day. And if y'all go to the, the church website, you'll see my friend Rob and how excited he was to be eaten at. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I switched, this isn't a sermon, wait, 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 wait. You, 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 hey, you opened the soapbox, I'm standing on it, it was extra sharp cheddar cheese that I had used, never used that before, it was, it was, it was fantastic, so all I'm saying is, if you want to bow gracefully now, that's fine, just let me know so I know to make extra for y'all.
0: <laughs> wow. So, the gauntlet has been thrown. If not, if not fairly... It does have bacon on it. It does have bacon on it. Um, but we aren't judging it on its baconiness. We will be judging it on its cheesiness and mac and cheesiness. So, the gauntlet has been thrown. So, if you have your own mac and cheese recipe, bring it. Because... Warren really needs to be kicked off this high horse. He does not need this, guys. His ego barely fits in this room as it is. <laughs> but seriously, we can have fun as a church. We can we can have a little fun competition and the 21st bring your best mac and cheese. There's a sign up. There's a sign up if you're coming just to taste cuz I'm sure regardless of Warren, what Warren says, every mac and cheese that's brought will be wonderful. Um, uh, just one will be the best. And Warren thinks it's his, but I have faith in all of you. Um, <laughs> but that uh, you would come at 5 p.m. and taste and ha- partake of a mac and cheese. We will also be having Michigan's. So it's not just mac and cheese. So we have extra food. That So it's not just mac and cheese. Um, So come, have fun, eat, and that's like the best thing that you can do in a church besides worshiping God. So... Saturday night. Saturday night at 5 p.m. Be here with your mac and cheese, the 21st. Okay. Definitely be here, regardless if you're bringing mac and cheese. Um, So... That being said, offering—I I knew that one was next. Um, we can't do what we do without your tithes and offerings. Um, we are truly blessed. Uh, again, like I said, um, not many churches grow. Actually, I hear of no churches grow when what happened at us happens, and we have grown. And. We've been able to keep up the things that we we're doing, partly because of your tithes and offerings, your faithful gifts. This isn't to me. This is to God and the church and his kingdom. So thank you. And if you... The, the boxes are on the back wall. There's one outside. If, if it's a random day and you want to give physically, you can do that with that one. And also, um, you can give online, either texting to 84321 or... Mosaic and Church and setting up your gift there. Without further ado Barb. She will be reading our scripture today.
2: going to be reading philippians 3 verses 18 through 20 for as i have often told you before and now tell you again even with tears many live as enemies of the cross of christ their destiny is destruction
1: their god is their stomach and their glory is in their shame their mind is set on earthly things but our citizenship is in
2: heaven And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray again. We always need it. (laughs) Lord, I ask that you would speak through me, give me the words you want me to say and the actions you want me to do and have your will and your way with uh, this time in the service. Amen. Um. The heaven. I forgot. I already turned that on. Um, I was up late last night. Okay, <laughs> um, we we were on the road twelve hours yesterday on our way to get here. Um, we went past. <laughs> we had a wedding. Um, we had three weddings to go to this year. I'm glad we're done. So, um, uh, two of my oh no, dear, <laughs> two of my cousins got married this year, and a friend of mine got married. And uh, so last night, we, we didn't get back to camp until um, uh, well, it was after 1 in the morning. I didn't get to bed till almost 2. And uh, then I got to get up and preach, and it kind of makes me think of uh, the Apostle Paul <coughs> when he was, um, he was preaching uh, all through the night, or through quite a bit of the night, and then somebody fell asleep in the window and fell. Then he brought the guy back to life, kept on preaching, And then the next morning, got up early. (coughs) Sorry if I coughed some. As we were talking earlier, it's ragweed season, and my lungs don't like anything. So, uh, so is as it says. (coughs) Sorry, our citizenship is in heaven. that's what it's supposed to be, right? We're not supposed to be thinking, oh my goodness, this guy's going on all night. He's just going to talk and talk and talk. And then in the morning, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm going to sleep in. You know, That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to have a heavenly mindset, right? When we're thinking about things that we can do, well, it doesn't matter what we can do. What matters is what God can do. Um, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Too often we're thinking about, what we see, what we can do, what others can do, what can be done by humans. We're seeking this kingdom, but God wants us to be seeking his kingdom first. And that's when everything else is going to come into place. And in Colossians, it says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, Set your, mind, set your minds on things above, but not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. So you need to be setting our hearts and our minds on God in heaven, because that's where our citizenship is. When we give our lives to God and we say, Lord, forgive me and help, <clears throat> help me to live for you. Then we need to be having our citizens, Then we need to be living as if we have given God, the Creator of everything, our life. Um, and you know, I don't know if you know this, but life isn't all about you. Did you know that? There's a whole planet filled with people, um, and uh, God keeps all of these things in mind. But it's not all about what we can do either. Um, it's what God can do in our lives and through our lives. And I think about Moses. So when God asked Moses to go back to, uh, to rescue the Israelites, which, by the way, Moses was hiding because he had murdered somebody. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, he had murdered somebody who was abusing an Israelite. And that's not, that's not what you should be doing, right? But did Moses handle it the best way? I'm not sure. I'm not God. Either way, Moses knew he had to run and hide because he was going to get punished because, you know, though he grew up in the, uh, uh Egyptian household of the Pharaoh, uh, he was still technically an Israelite. So, um, yeah. So Moses, he, he wasn't in a big hurry to go back to Egypt. But God says, I want you, Moses, to go back to Egypt. And now, now let's, let's think about this for ourselves here. Because it's easy to say, oh yeah, Moses, he didn't realize that God chose that man for a lot of things. No, 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 no. He chose each of us for a lot of things as well. So, I put myself in Moses's shoes and maybe it's easier for me sometimes because I used to not be able to do any public speaking at all. Um, but, um, you know, so that's kind of similar with Moses, but Moses, he says, well, Lord, who am I to go to Pharaoh? And God's like, that doesn't matter who are you who it doesn't matter who you who am I I am God is what he's saying and so he he says "No, Moses that doesn't matter either and uh, Moses also tried saying uh uh, talking like he didn't know what he was going to do like well who am I supposed to say sent me and God's like I am who I am and so well Moses says well um what if they don't believe me and God's like okay here's some miracles you can do you know take your hand you got your you got a nice hand there Moses it's very nice stick it in your cloak pull it out oh leprosy skin disease oh oh my good put it back in uh, yeah take the snake throw it on the ground or the, or the, the staff no he, he, he didn't walk with a walking snake he walked with a walking staff it turned into a slithering snake um yeah so, um, that, that's what, and, and uh, oh, and you had the one with the, the water and the blood, and so, you know, God's like, okay, Moses, let me take care of this for you too. Anything else on your checklist, Moses, because we're getting through this, we're getting it done, you're not getting out of this, sometimes God will let us out of it. You know, if we're just gonna refuse to do God's will, we might not think of it as like, "Lord, I absolutely refuse." No, it's like, "Well, Lord, I don't want to do this." Well, no, I really don't like God. That's a, I don't, I do not like that idea. And you know what? That that's helpful for so and so, and I don't like so and so. You know, sometimes like we don't think we're refusing to do God's will, but essentially, God's like, "How long is this list? Are you still writing?" Because ultimately. We're basically refusing to do God's will. We will do almost anything we can to get out of it sometimes. And sometimes God will say, fine, you don't want to do this. You're lost. I'll get somebody else to do it. Um, and so Moses says, well, I, 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 I don't talk very well. You know, He's like he says, slow of speech and tongue. Well, God's like, who do you think created the tongue? Who invented it? God did. And you're going to tell God that you can't speak? Well, okay. So, um, God's... Well, then, basically, in uh, verse, chapter 4, verse 13, he's like, pardon your servant, Lord. He, like He doesn't even want to do this. At this point, he's just trying to get out of it. He has no other excuses. He's just like, Lord, please send somebody else. And God is saying, No. Aaron is on his way here, and he is going to help you, and you are going to do this. And sometimes it's funny, because we say to God, like, I can't do this. And God's like, yeah, you can't. No, 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 I can't do this, Lord. I need help. And God's, so this is what God did with with Moses. He's like, fine, sure, you can't do it. I'll get your brother Aaron to come help. And so then this is how they proceeded to do things until... Moses smartened up essentially and we all need to do some smartening up from time to time thinking with a heavenly mindset instead of an earthly mindset the way they operated was God talks to Moses who talks to Aaron who talks to the people like how many steps do you need and eventually Moses realized you know what I guess I don't need Aaron and so it would just go God to Moses to the people Aaron was just an extra step to make uh, Moses feel better. You know, great for Aaron being willing to step up. But sometimes God is saying to us, I want you to step up. I want you to do this. You think you can't, and you have, a lo- you have a list of reasons why you can't. But you don't realize you're talking to the God of everything. You know, I, And I'm not talk, like trying to scold you because it's the same thing with me. I do this too because it's hard to always have a heavenly mindset. Um, to constantly have a mind that is set on God and what He can do. Um, in Romans chapter two or tr- chapter twelve, it says, um, "Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God." This is your true and proper worship, basically offering your life, not being willing to die for God, being willing to do even more than that, live every single day for him. You know, Jesus both died and lives for us. You know, sometimes you could almost think that it's easier to to be willing to die for somebody because you get it done and over with. But being willing to live for someone every single day, every day, every moment, being committed to God that's, that's asking a lot. And then it continues to say, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And the world has a lot of patterns. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we allow Him to transform our minds and transform our hearts as well, that's when we're going to be able to see what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And so then Moses, he goes to um, he, he goes to the Israelites, and and then uh, he, he goes to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says the Israelites are lazy, so he gives them more work to do, and it was very unrealistic of him. So he, he said, you got to do the same amount of work in the same amount of time, but I'm not going to give you the resources to do that. you got to find the resources. I don't know how you're going to scavenge up uh, the straw to make all these bricks when you're not given any straw. Wait, what are you going to do? what Go around? to everybody's house. You got any spare weeds? I I don't know what they're supposed to do. It wasn't realistic. And so the Israelites went to um, Pharaoh and they said, Pharaoh, um, is it possible that you could change your mind on this? And he says, no, you're lazy. Get out of here. And so on their way out, you know what they said to Moses and Aaron who happened to be there? They said to Moses and Aaron, may the Lord look on you and judge you they're doing the work of god. You ever think that what somebody if they're doing the work of god that people are going to appreciate what they do? No. <laughs> you do what's right, people are going to be mad at you. So don't be thinking that if you do what's right, people are going to be happy with you. That might happen, but that might not happen. And then they're going to try saying you're not even living for god. You're doing what god you're doing the opposite of what god would want. And they're like, "But we heard this from god." And both the Israelites were struggling, and Moses and Aaron were struggling. Everybody's having a hard time with God's vision. Um, and then, of course, there's all the plagues. Um, but essentially, all these miraculous things that God did to bring the Israelites out, to let Pharaoh, let them, to force Pharaoh to let them go. And uh, then finally, Pharaoh's like, well, wait a second, what have I done? All of our laborers are gone. So they hunt the Israelites down. And uh, then at the Red Sea, the, the, the Israelites stop. And they're like, why did you bring us out here to die? Were there no graves in Egypt? And Moses says, no, no, calm down. It's all right. God, what do you want us to do? Because we need help. And, and God's like, why did you stop? Take your staff, raise your hand over the sea, and it'll split. Keep going. You ever think that you get to something that looks like a dead end, and you're like, oh, I better stop. Wait for my instructions. Well, God was saying no. Why did you stop? Just keep going. You'd think you think the Red Sea's going to get in the way of God Almighty? Well, God didn't think it was going to. I guess they thought that. And God says, no, you don't see a path, so what? Well, and, and, and the story continues to get good, but that, that's uh, actually besides the point. So um, we don't want to miss the point. The point is, God is good. God is love, and, and God is doing so many things all around us. It's so easy for us to somehow forget what the point is, though. <clears throat> we think, oh, it's about what I can do or what, uh, what should be done. And God's like, no, no, no. It's not about what people can do. It's about what God can do through people. We live in a fallen world. None of us are perfect. But when we get to be with God in heaven, we're going to be so much better than we are now. We're going to be able to do so many more things. We're not going to have allergies or anything like that. You know, it's all going to be gone. And we get distracted by all the things that we see around us. All the things that this is what life looks like. And God's saying, that is not what life looks like. You weren't there in the Garden of Eden. You aren't up there in heaven to see that is what life is like. But we're too busy seeing what we see. And God is thinking, there is so much more than what you see. Or oh, is it Rafiki that said, look beyond what you see? You know, we, we can't be stuck on what we see because there's so much more than that. But Moses had to figure out, it's not about how great he was. It's about how great God was. It wasn't about what capabilities he had. It's about what God could do. It wasn't about everybody believing in him either. It was about people believing in God And basically, even better than that, God simply knowing what is true. Because people do not always know what is true. And so people may say, you're not following God. Moses might be questioning whether or not he's following God. But God knows what needs to be done and what you can do with him. Um, There is so much more in the world when we include God in all of it. Uh, God is great. God is good. And God is love. And the world finds life, true life in him. God wants us to have life. That's why Jesus died for us, so that we could have true, everlasting life. But I think sometimes God just shakes his head at us, like, what are, you, what are you thinking? God is all powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere all at once, and he is completely good. And then when, we, when he says, you know, you should do such and such, we have the audacity to say to him, oh, that's a terrible idea. No, why would I ever do that? God's like, but you know I'm all-powerful, all-knowing, all-good, everywhere all at once, and then we question him? Um, when I signed up for cross-country uh, in high school, I... Um, I, I was busy on a cruise ship the first week of practice in seventh grade. Um, uh, when, uh, when my grandpa sold the farm, he took the whole family on a cruise. And it was, it was a nice cruise, but I was going to miss the first week of practice. So I show up the next week for practice, and my day one is everybody, not everybody else's day one. Well, then we get up, and we ran a mile for the warm-up. Whew! okay, that was a workout, we're just getting started. And th- then it kept on going. And there's other days that as time would go on, even as I was building up lots of strength and, uh, and a, a skill to do this, um, we would have days where it's just pouring out. And you ever try running in the rain? You, your clothes get soaked, it weighs you down. It doesn't even matter if you're just wearing shorts and a t-shirt, it weighs you down. And your sneakers turn into boots and you're trying to run around in a bunch of steel toe boots or snow boots or something and you're just guys you're trying to run through the field and you're just soaked Everything's slippery. One time we were running at practice and we were doing these drills up and down a hill. So we'd like go in this like snake formation up and down a hill as we do one thing, then on the way back, and, and then we'd do it another, another drill and we'd go all the way down, all the way back. We're going up and down this slippery hill way, uh, filled with water, and then we'd get up at the top. And, and these were days when people would like to skip. Now, what's the point in uh, running cross-country if you're just going to skip practice? Well, nobody wants to go run in the rain. Not like that. Not on these practice days. And uh, there'd be days I'd look outside and, oh, I don't like skipping practice. And I don't want to hear the coach upset when multiple people skip practice, coincidentally, on a rainy day. But, oh. No, I should go, I should go. We get out there and we do all those drills, and then that particular day we're 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 stopped at the top of the hill and the coach starts talking. And and after a while, once he cause sometimes he'll talk and give you a little bit of a breather before you do the next thing, but then there's times when he starts to talk and he keeps going. And it's like, oh, are we getting done early? Oh, this happens once in a while. He's going to have mercy on us today. I think we're going to get done early. We're we're going to be, oh, we're we're definitely getting done early. It's looking good. It's looking good. He wraps up. Okay, now let's do this again. What? No! (laughs) But you're missing the point. What is the point in running the sport if you're not actually going to run it? What is the point in challenging your body if you're gonna skip all those hard days? That doesn't make sense. And God is saying, What is the point of giving me your life if you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna call in sick today, God? I don't wanna do that. No, no, no. Or what do you mean this is what we're doing today? I don't wanna do that. I don't Lord, I'm not doing that. And and God is saying what's the point in giving me your life if you're going to skip all the days that require anything of your life? Uh, God doesn't want us to miss the point, but so often we get distracted by the good things sometimes and sometimes by the bad things. We're thinking, oh, this is tough, Lord. I don't like this. I don't want to do that. And God's saying, well, what do you want? Me or something else? What, what is it? And um, sometimes we get upset because we don't get our way. Something happens, and we're like, God, that is not good, and you know it. You know that's not good, but you let this happen, and God's saying, yes, I did let this happen. You have no idea how many things I stopped from happening, but you actually need to do this. It's kind of like Jonah. He did not want to go to Nineveh, and God's saying, Jonah, you need to go to Nineveh you got to face this challenge because you've some serious issues that you need to work through. And sometimes, actually I should say just about all the time, we have to go through some really tough things for us to learn the really tough lessons. For us to truly see what it means to give our lives to God. But not simply giving everything, but to receive them all the things that God has to offer us. Because when we don't give God our lives, when we only give Him a little bit, it's not going to do very much. And He doesn't have the freedom to work in our lives. Um, A heavenly mindset. You know, it's like a positive mindset, but way better because you have God. It's a peace beyond understanding. It's hope. The kind of hope that you know you're going to get this. Not a... I hope I get this for Christmas. That'd be nice. No, it is a hope that we know God is good. We know he's going to get us through it. It's not a, I hope he's going to get me through this. It is, he is going to get me through this. That is the kind of hope that we have in God. That is the kind of mindset that we have with God. Heavenly thoughts, not earthly thoughts, thinking, wow, that's awful. I don't like this. What am I going to get to see God do this time? Rather than, oh my goodness, I don't like this. God, get me out of it, please. <laughs> That's not the kind of mindset that God wants us to have. Um, and uh, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, getting the point here, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwelling on those things. Not all the negative. There's plenty of negative in the world, but it's, it's our um, earthly nature that wants to focus on the negative. It's our heavenly citizenship, our heavenly nature that says, I'm going to look at all the things that God is doing in the midst of all these things. Um, you know, 2020 had a lot of awful things happen in it, but there's also so many good things that I got to see happen. All the things that God was doing. Despite all the chaos in the world, and yeah, there's a lot of bad things that happen, but there are a lot of good things that were never going to happen unless that happened as well. And it's not that God caused 2020, but he's not he's not going to stop every bad thing from happening, but he is going to be working in all of it, no matter what, good or bad, he is working. Um, I think of Lambert the Sheepish Lion. Do you guys know Lambert the Sheepish Lion? That's a silly lion. So this lion, well, basically, there's a mother, uh, a a mother sheep, who she does not have a child, and she really wants a child, and so then the uh, stork, stork, crane, whatever, he comes, and he's dropping off all the baby lambs, and, uh, well, then he gets to a little lion, he's like, no, wait a second, that's not right. This, this is a herd of sheep. So he's starting to flip through all his, uh, all his stops, and he's like, oh, this lion's going to Africa. That's not here. Well, the, the lion had snuck off. The little baby lion come and snuck off, and the mother sheep found it, and she's like, oh, this is my son. And then... This, well, the, the, the bird tried to, take the, uh, tried to take Lambert away from her. And no, 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 she's not having that. That is her child. You do not take her uh, lamb. Uh, so um, then she raises this lion as if he's a sheep. And I tell you, he was a terrible, terrible sheep. Terrible. All the other sheep picking on him. This big old scary lion getting picked on by a bunch of sheep. It's sad. It's sad. But, um, you know, he's he's a pretty good sport about it. Well, then one night, a wolf comes. And the wolf just happened to steal Lambert's mother. And what does Lambert do? Well, he hides and looks for all the other sheep to do something. He's the worst sheep in the herd. What is he supposed to do? When you're the worst sheep in the herd... How are you supposed to help? You look to other people, don't you? That's what I do. Well, I can't do that. Who, who here can? Hmm? Um, and and God, or, well, uh, God is thinking this is us too. He's like, what are you doing? You're a lion. He created us as masterpieces. And then we're acting like a sheep. In a herd of sheep, and we're the worst sheep there. And God is saying, what are you doing? I created you to be a big, mighty lion, and you're, you're a sheep? What do you think you're doing? You're doing a terrible job of it. Well, that's what you're doing. And, but Lambert, he doesn't know who to turn to because he's the worst sheep there. And his mother has just been stolen. Well, then suddenly something snaps inside of him, and he has this huge roar. And he scares that wolf. And then he runs after this wolf. And you know what this sheep does? He headbutts it. Right off the side of the cliff. Now, he's still messed up in the end, I think, because he's still trying to act like a sheep. But when he decided to embrace that nature that God had for him, he was finally able to do something and act a little more lion-like. We are each created as amazing human beings. But if we're too busy trying to act like our citizenship is here on earth, if we're too busy having the mindset of a sheep or just a fallen human, then we're not going to be able to do a lot of things. But when we have the mindset of a lion, the mindset of somebody whose citizenship is in heaven, somebody who has been called by God, we are sons and daughters of God. We all have a purpose. And when we say, Lord, help me to embrace that life, help me to embrace that mindset, we are able to do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, um, it says, uh, By the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am timid when face to face with you, but bold toward you when away, I beg you, that when I come I may not have to be as bold as I expect to to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world because we don't for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the war of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Uh, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Whenever we have a thought that is not of a heavenly mindset, we need to snatch that thing out of the air. Uh, what is it, Jackie Chan? Did you catch a bug? Somebody caught a fly in there. You ever seen that? I can't do that. I'm not that fast. But uh, you need to snatch that thought. You need to take it captive and you need to give it to God and say, Lord, help me to have the mindset you want me to have. This thought, oh, that's not the thought you want me to have. That's an earthly thought. Lord, help me to give it to you and to have a, a heavenly thought. Um, whatever it is, uh, whether it's anxiety or depression or stress, or if it's anger, bitterness, or anything, any of these kinds of things, anything, that uh, insecurity, anything that you think is something that is like an, what we can do. No, no, no. It's what God can do. You're not supposed to be a sheepish lion. You're supposed to be a roaring lion. So, Let's live the kind of life that God wants us to live, not the kind of life that we see other people are able to live. Let's pray. Lord, I ask you to help us. It is so hard to have a mindset that is different than everything we see around us. But Lord, help us to live the life you want us to live. Help us to live with the strength and the mind that you want us to live with being the extraordinary human beings you want us to be it's not about what we can do lord it's about what you can do through us help us to always remember that as we live each day for you amen the prophets in the bible was having a vision and uh, god was saying who shall i send who shall go and do this for me and a prophet was just about jumping up and down send me If only that were the kind of mindset that we had for every challenge that we face in in the world. Every time we face something, let's just say, Lord, send me and send me to do his will. So whatever it is that we're facing, let's do it with God doing what he would have us do. Have a good week.